You're listening to the Tuesday Talks Podcast, your source for truth and innovation in the communications ecosystem, hosted by Numerical. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tuesday Talks, a live discussion series where we shed light and bring truth to emerging topics in the communications industry. I'm your host, Anis Jaffer, Chief Product Officer at Numerical, and I'll be co-hosting today's session with Frank Petinato, CEO of Avantive Solutions. It's great to have you, Frank. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Anis. Great to be here. For uh, today's episode, we'll be focusing on Rich Call Data, which we'll be referring to as RCD. RCD enables enterprises to present brand identity, such as brand logo, name, and call reason on consumer devices. Building solutions on RCD alongside Numerical has been Frank and his team at Avantive. For those of you who don't know Avantive yet, they are a full-service digital marketing and contact center solutions provider, utilizing new and emerging technologies such as RCD. Their innovative approach helps their clients maximize campaign success, improve customer engagement, and ROI. As soon as RCD became available, we worked with Frank and his team to build the architecture and launch branded calling for an early adopter client, and here we are to share the story. Frank, to start off, can you tell us why it was so important to be first out of the gate to make branded calling available to your customer brands? Yeah, that's a great question, Anise. Um, at Avantive, we try hard to drive value for our clients through innovation. And I divine, define innovation as solving real business problems through the creative use of technology. You know, our clients look to us to drive innovation and Rich Call Data afford us an opportunity to test, uh, test the value. Honestly, there was, you know, in researching it, there was very limited real data available. So, um, you know, other than kind of marketing material and what I call brochureware, but very little hard data. So we partnered with Numerical and one of our clients to develop a, you know, a fairly robust and extensive POC that ran over several months to prove out the ROI, understand the, change, the challenges of deploying the technology at scale, assess the real impact to the outbound calling environment. Uh, this program in particular that we tested was an outbound. Understanding customer reaction and more importantly, pulling data out through some type of managerial reports. Right, at this point, it's, it's important to highlight some subtle differences in the solutions that's available right now in the market. So you have Google verified calls, which renders rich call data such as logos on, on Google enabled devices like pixels. And then you also have branded call solutions available on mobile carriers through their analytic partners. Uh, they're usually referred as branded calls, but there are a couple of variants in that. Uh, one is where you have the full experience, where you have the logo and call reason that's presented. Uh, and then you have uh, the branded, just the brand name as part of the branded solution. Uh, it's a, it's kind of like a CNAM, but a better version of CNAM because you get to control the name and it also uh, provides uniformity across um, the different, uh, the, 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 the platform that provides it, right? Um, the important thing here is this RCD is considered out of band uh, to stir shaken, meaning regardless of whether the call is stir shaken enabled or not, you can send the rich call data over the data network and hence it's uh, out of band. Uh, so for sending RCD as part of Stir Shaken, there have been there has been some standards that have been presented. Are uh, adding RCD Passport as part of the delegated cert or end entity cert uh, is the most widely discussed. However, 
uh, we don't have those solutions rolled out yet. Uh, so for today's discussion, we'll focus on what's available today. So Frank, what was the experience deploying the solutions that's, that's available, Google Verified and branded calls on, on carriers? Yeah, happy to speak to that. Uh, so for clarity, I, the examples I'll be talking to today are on a, a kind of outbound or an OTM uh, use case. Uh, we are in process of looking at some inbound kind of return call use cases, but because of the high volume of OTM, it, it felt like a, a, better, a better strategy to, you know, to apply. Um, what we ended up doing is testing the data and looking at um, options we had. So we worked with your team to develop the technical solutions. Uh, we basically um, negotiated with the different third parties that provide RCD, Google, and some other uh, two of the three other major mobile carriers. And we began, we began looking at how to put this together in a unified solution, but more importantly, being able to capture the data for further analysis. Um, as you mentioned, one of the things that we also were interested in testing is the RCD Passport standard, which, is, uh, which has now been set by ADIS, but uh, right now um, that hasn't been really adopted by, by, many, by many carriers. You know, once we, um, we gained agreement from the brand that we tested, we confirmed the brand name to be presented, which as you mentioned, may be different than the CNOM. It gives you some flexibility. We selected a logo and discussed call reason and to began, began to deploy the solution among, among these different platforms. Uh, this deployment was, had many different aspects to it, including you know, using an API uh, providing origination caller IDs to the third-party carriers, uh, providing relevant brand data and brand approvals. Um, as you know, th there's some sensitivity of using specific brands, so all these third parties would want to make sure that we, we as a third party, would have brand approvals. So, you know, the investment here was a significant amount of time and resources, but overall, it went relatively smooth considering this was, this was new technology. Right, that's, that's great. And, and we also had some lessons learned, especially uh, implementing the solution um, like Google Verified Caller, where you had to implement APIs. I mean, all this new technology is great, but it really has to deliver results, right? That's where the rubber meets the road. Now, solution providers claim that branded call display, uh, whether it is just the brand name or logo, add a lot of value for call originators and enterprises. I've seen uh, numbers as high as 50% increase in contact rates, but in general, uh, around 30% is what I've seen quoted. Now, what has your real-world experience been? Yeah, it's an ex excellent, um, excellent question. We didn't know what to expect. I mean, we read the the, the general material available, but we you know, we modeled a neutral live connect rate um, in absence of any hard data, suspecting that if people knew who was calling and were truly interested in listening to the brand would, would pick up and, and others would not. So, um, you know, honestly, that was our starting point. But after about a couple million calls, we saw a pattern emerge. And we found that it was driven by the propensity of the record being called. So um, no surprise, high propensity records saw a, a big improvement, a low propensity record saw neutral, in some cases, a small decline. Um, you know, this isn't necessarily bad, in my opinion, because the people who did answer 
we ended up converting at a higher rate, upwards of 25% higher in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, this reduced the cost per sale and it had a, a, a very positive ROI on the RCD costs. Uh, low propensity programs you know, struggled in some cases, coming in kind of neutral or slightly negative ROI. Um, you know, it's about making sure that you have the right offer at the right time. Um, you know, the, the way to think about this is that, you know, this, the, the brand experience in, in our case isn't a, a roulette game in the sense that we're not just hoping that whomever answers the phone will be a buyer. By presenting a brand and a logo and perhaps a call reason, it really kind of smooths the, the interaction out and targets the brand loyalists who are willing to hear the offer. Um, but in some cases, the offer is still not right for them. Mm-hmm. You know, just it leaves it gives us an opportunity to to do that. So, you know, generally we'd say you know plan for about a neutral on an OTM standpoint. But the people who you do reach are probably going to be very interested in hearing your message. Great. So, so what I infer is branded calling, uh, especially when it's done right, improves the uh, the confidence in which the um, the consumer or the client you're trying to reach will answer the call. Uh, also gives them the confidence to answer the call and give a call back, right? Call completion is not the only metric to track, but you also have to look at other things, um, including call back, call duration, uh, and quality of the call. Is, is that right? Are there any uh, metrics that, that you were looking at? Yeah, I think you, you hit it. We saw an increase in callbacks due to the brand, uh, in some cases the logo being left in the call history. So someone may have missed a call rather than be a random phone number. They, they understood that it was, a, was perhaps a brand they had an association with. Um, you know, additionally, since we were connecting with people who are interested in hearing from the brand, in many cases, as I mentioned, the conversion rate was higher. And that actually caused an increase in, in average call length because we were actually we were engaging with the customer and, and, and converting mm-hmm. versus agents you know waiting and dialing. Uh, the qualities of the quality of the calls was generally stronger, and the anecdotal feedback from the agents was that the calls started up started off on a much more positive note as the callee or the person we were calling knew the brand that was calling. And therefore, you know, you're setting up the, those initial objections were overcome. So the brands, you know, the call was set up to be more successful. Uh, additionally, we've we pulled some initial NPS data showing a market improvement that the net promoter score of folks that did engage with the brand through branded calling, um, you know, increased. And you know, we we still need to evaluate that, but early indications on net promoter score are very very positive. Further, kind of supporting our position that the brand loyalists, where people interested in hearing the, from the brand, are answering, and perhaps people who are not are choosing not to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unexpected results is is fascinating. We, after a couple million calls, we had a significant amount of data. So we we looked at the call recordings through our voice analytics platform, uh, looking to see if we can get any indication if the person being called had mentioned the fact that they saw a brand or a logo. And you know, I was delighted to hear that we didn't we didn't see that and that the the customer or prospect answered simply be subconsciously. They just said, hey, this call is legitimate, I'm gonna answer. And and it wasn't a gimmick, which could you know could evaporate over time. So um, I, I 
I for one was very pleased that that the uh, customers didn't mention the branded call, uh, but nonetheless, the data showed the results that we that I had um, spoken about earlier. That, that's that's very interesting. I mean, a fascinating observation actually. Um, so, presenting the branded logo in effect is not the one that's making somebody answer or call call back. It's more to do with trust, right? So just present, you know, looking at the logo, yeah, it's new and it's cool. It's a novelty thing which could which could fade off. But then subconsciously, if if you uh, trust that a that a call with a logo with a verified um, sign comes in, then you are more likely to call back or answer the call. That's that's what you're inferring. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about that trust factor that's gained as you announce kind of who's calling. Right. Right. Okay. So now uh, we've talked about um, improvements. We've talked about how you know you, you've been able to leverage this. Let's shift a little bit into uh, some of the challenges. You know, for people who in the audience who are considering to test this or even fully implement, what are some of the challenges you've faced? Uh, Want to share some thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, with with the work with Numerical, the technical challenges have now been overcome. So the challenges became collecting and interpreting the results. Um, we added the carrier append so we knew exactly which carrier we were calling on each call to our to our business intelligence platform to help analyze the results. Uh, we were able to sort performance by mobile carrier, which ones were receiving rich call data, which weren't which were not, referencing it against historical data for performance. We had to collect and analyze NPS data. Um, related to rich call data versus not. We had to review millions of calls through the voice analytics platform to get a sense of agent performance and callee sentiment and emotion. Um, and we, you know, we had to understand program by program nuances and, you know, differences. Um, you know, we, we, just because we get rich call data and we get a live answer, it still doesn't mean that we have the right offer at the right time. Mm-hmm which impacts ultimate sales results. So we kind of wanted to normalize for that. And that was where I was talking a little bit about high propensity or low propensity. Um, You know, optimizing call reasons to help drive the best outcomes, you know, perhaps being overly descriptive or under descriptive on call reasons may drive, you know, call lead behavior. Yeah, we dedicated a lot of time and resources out of our operational excellence team to develop business, a business model, which, you know, we believe is now set up and can evolve as, as additional data is collected. Now, the bottom line is there's, there's definitely a good ROI for some programs, uh, perhaps not all. So the ability to analyze the results and justify the ROI is critical. Mm-hmm. You know, you may find that you're not presenting the right offer at the right time to the right audience. The RCD is not necessarily going to solve that. Right. Right. So as a contact center, you still have to watch the call results, analyze the data, and be data-driven. So RCD is not going to solve everything, but you can leverage it to further enhance your uh, chance of success. Right. So with that background, how do you see uh, the cost versus benefit in implementing these solutions? As we as we found uh, when we got this enabled, pricing is is varied depending on the solution provider. Um, what's your thought on that? Yeah, we you know continue to, to look at the ROI, looking at different factors and, and the results. But um, 
you know, I, I for one was very surprised at the range of costs that were presented from the third, from the various third-party providers. Yeah, you know, which basically indicates, and no surprise, there's a there's a lack of maturity in the market and some level of in, of market inefficiency due to how new it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we started off by developing our own models. We said, hey, what, where do we need to be in order f- to make this viable based on some assumptions? And then, you know, we then worked with the providers and, and numerical to try to you know, get to a price point that was tolerable for us, um, especially during these early stages because we had limited information. And, you know, overall, our initial thinking came in very close to the ROI we, we expected. Which is which was great news, but you know over time I expect the market to become a bit more efficient um, and pricing to become more ubiquitous as the technology and reporting becomes more standardized. I'm also, as mentioned earlier, you know very interested in the RCD passport and the stir shaken where the standard is singular and it could be universally adopted by all the carriers, uh, which we think um, may actually improve the cost structure. Right, I agree with you 100% there. Um, we are all working towards towards the end goal of making rich call data as part of every call that we make, especially if that can be added as the RCD passport to the secure layer of the storage shaken certificate. Uh, that would be ideal, right? So we are still uh, quite a bit of ways from there, but we are getting there, right? So that's um, that's the goal, um, and and. Consumers, when they receive the call, they should be able to trust the logo um, that's presented. So there has to be some kind of verification uh, upfront, um, so that there is that trust layer still there. Otherwise, we'll end up where we are with uh, CNAM today, right? So we can't really trust um, the name that shows up, uh, partly because there is not much of a, I mean, there's there's different databases and you know all kinds of data is in there. Uh, by but by providing the verification layer up front and then validating that attaching to a certificate or sending it out of band that helps in enabling that trust um, so i think we are 20 minutes into the session uh, before we open up for questions frank any parting thoughts uh, if you were to summarize a few items for the audience what what would that be yeah i think the the brand calls a establish the trust by confirming the identity of the businesses in real time so the users or the people being called have confidence on who's calling and trust that the calls are not being spoofed um, you know I, I believe the branded experience drives live answers from brand loyalists setting up for a better and more successful call experience for the agents and the caller callee and the combination of trust and brand experiences, you know, driven higher conversion rates, sales performance, and potentially stronger NPS. Those are the three takeaways. I, I you know, I feel confident that you know this, this three or four months we've been working at this has, has shown. Great, thanks, thanks, Frank. That was an excellent uh, summary. Um, at this point, let's take a few minutes to answer some questions. Molly, do we have any questions? Let's bring her in. We do have some questions. All right, great. Okay, so the first one is, why has it taken so long to get RCD rolled out? Is this related to the recent stir shaken deadline? (laughs) Um, Let me take a stab at it. Um, So RCD, as we talked before, there are a couple of different uh, ways to implement it. Uh, Currently, as it is available, let's take Google Verified as an example. Uh, it's out of band. Uh, you basically 
um, create the the data, which is the logo and the call reason, and then you push it to the Google servers, and when the call is presented, they pick it up and then show it, right? So similarly, um, some of the analytics partners have similar solutions that they have rolled out. So these are all out of band. Now with Stir Shaken, uh, that that is supposed to solve the authentication for the number, not really the data. Um, so when, when the Stir Shaken rollout is is targeted at securing the the, the telephone call, um, adding RCD is a is another component to it. Um, so it's kind of um, an additional element that would go on top of the uh, Stir Shaken. But as of today. Um, the the standards have been published, uh, and but the adoption is not there yet. Uh, but then you have out of band, which is uh, over the data network kind of solutions that that are already available. So that's where it is. Um, the RCD um, standard itself came out of IETF. Now the Strashaken and the RCD passport that has been discussed to be added as part of Strashaken is with within ATAS, which is the Telecommunications Industry Group. But IETF. Uh, initially rolled out RCD as a spec, and that's been available for quite for you know for some time now. Uh, it's just that the telecom um, carrier association is now getting ready to implement that standard on Strashaken. Okay, thanks, Anise. Right. Let's go to our second question. This is kind of a multi-part question, so bear with me on this one. Is RCD expensive to implement? If so, how will this affect call delivery for brands who are not able to display branded content to enhance their presence like others who can? Will this create a new standard of who we trust? Yeah, I mean, Anise, I'll, I'll jump in on that. Yeah. You know, uh, expensive is goes back to kind of two parts. One is, do you look at it as a true financial ROI? So I am financially per performing better after RCD versus before. Or are you looking at it as an, uh, uh, another way to deliver a lot of brand impressions, which by definition has some value? So depending on the brand, they may choose to say, hey, I like this because I can deliver more impressions of my brand. And the side benefit is I potentially have some improved performance. So, you know, that would be on a brand by brand experience, um, you know, expensive I'd say you'd have to really take a hard look, but we justified a very positive ROI, so we were comfortable that it is definitely a viable, financially viable investment. Um, you know, delivery of brands who are not able to display the content versus those that can, I, I do believe that over time, um, the consumer will start to recognize that there's just random phone numbers calling and they don't know who it is. And the level of interest in answering them will reduce as you start to get those verification flags, caller verified from stir shaken and now rich call data where you're getting at a minimum a brand name up to including a logo and other graphical responses, including a call reason. So, um, you know, I, I do believe that over time, I don't know how quickly, that the folks that do invest on this start to make the impression with the consumer on a phone call will resonate with their with their loyal customers and their customers and folks and brands that choose not to adopt this may actually end up seeing you know a reduction in, in live answer rates because of that trust factor right just to add a little bit on the um, on that uh, i think the uh, i'm not sure whether 
I would term it as expensive. It really comes down to the use case. Uh, but I do. Uh, I, I but I but there is a difference in you know the 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 you know or there is a variance in the pricing that's available, which could be. Uh, which could be expensive, right? Depending on which solution it is. Uh, there was another part to it, Molly. What was the third part of that question? Third part was, will this create a new standard of who we trust? Which I think Frank kind of addressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Okay. Okay, we have one more. This one is, what are the biggest hurdles to adoption? What expectations should organizations interested in RCD have about the timeline to availability? Um, I will start off and then I'll have Frank chime in as well. I think today um, the the way to implement, uh, if you were to go directly and work with each of those providers, that's that's going to be different, right? Every you would you would have to call a different API. You would have to set up in um in three different four different ways. That to me is a little bit of a hurdle, which is why numerical um, you know we are solving that problem so that uh, enterprises do not have to implement four different ways. Um, so that's, you know, the, that to me is one hurdle. The other hurdle I think we've talked about, I think the um, the pricing itself is varied. So there is no uniform uh, pricing yet. Um, I'm hoping that eventually we'll get there, uh, but that's, that's the other part. So if you are trying to justify ROI, it's a little bit challenging because of the variance in pricing. Yeah, I think the hurdle to adoption is is doing those ROI analysis. I think the technology piece has been worked out. Um, you know, the expectations of the timeline, you know, we've gotten two of the three major carriers um, in production as well as Google. And the third major carrier we hope to have up and running by Q4. So by the, by the time the year closes out, we should have fairly ubiquitous um, coverage by um, you know by by other you know by all the the carriers. Um, so there's a new question for me. Would you like me to read it or? I'll deliver it to you. <laughs> all right, awesome. So Frank, if I understand this correctly, an enterprise could go directly to each branding provider. So what was your consideration in working through Numerical as being a single provider? Yeah, so we work with Numerical on many different things, specifically our reputation management. Um, they had a relationship already in place with Google, so that worked out nicely with the API. They had been negotiating and working with uh, the other three uh, third parties providing the service. So those relationships were very valuable in getting in contact with the right people to implement it. Um, ultimately, there are some nuances on what the solution that Numerical is putting together that is a value add. So um, you know, we felt that the solution that Numerical was going to deliver to us and our client was, was a kind of a holistic one and not necessarily using the best talents of our team to kind of cobble something together that would be less than adequate. Um, you know, so ultimately it was kind of ease and expertise is probably the way I would describe it. Hey, thanks, Frank. That was a live feedback on Numerical. So that was, <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the feedback on that. I was- The bill will be in the mail on these. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> All right, so I think we are, are there any other questions, Molly? Nope. Okay. 
Okay, so it looks like we are right on time. I uh, would like to thank you for joining this, Frank. It was, uh, it was awesome. I'm hoping that uh, we continue to work on this and maybe have you back for another session um, in, a, in, a, in a few months, I think, uh, when we get more data and more to talk about. So that'll be awesome. Um, and uh, for the rest of the folks, I think our next session is going to be on August 10th. Uh, when, when Rebecca is back, we hope to see you there. Uh, thank you for joining today.